Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to invite you to join us at our next workshop coming up August 10th through the 12th in Florida, just outside the most magical place on earth, Orlando. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with Stephen. So, Stephen, how are you today? I am blessed, and it's a great day in the kingdom. Amen. So, well, listeners, before we get started, and we are, I'm, I'm really excited about this week's um, uh, broadcast because we're going to be able to keep diving into something that created actually quite a bit of buzz at the end of last year. And it's almost like we teased something out (laughs) way too early, but I want to, um, I want to remind you that we are a listener supported broadcast. That means the only way that you're hearing us or seeing us, if you're watching us on the video is because we've just had faithful and generous and kind partners that have come alongside and said, you know what? We believe in what what you're doing. We want to see it expand. We want to see this message go out and reach more people and uh, we are grateful for those of you who have partnered with us because it's allowing us to continue to produce these broadcasts. Yes. Also, it's even allowing us to continue to expand in our online training platform, which is purelifeacademy.org. And that's an area that we're going to continue to be growing. So every single gift that comes to us is a help in us being able to continue to expand and uh, and reach more people. So if you would like to learn about the ways that you can come alongside and partner with us, just go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link. So, Stephen, last December, really the end of last year, <laughs> you had come to me and you said, hey, you know, and we've been talking, we talked about this many times over the years yes. in terms of the reality that that the men who come to us are, are just emotionally stunted and there's just a necessity for emotional training. And, and, you know, we give them a little bit of that in the Gateway to Freedom workshops, right? The three-day yes. intensive where that's a lot of what's being focused on there is how do you begin to dig into your emotional self and unpack that. Um, but then you started putting together this seven-week course to kind of help men dive much mm-hmm. more intentionally and deeply into this emotional training for men. And so in December, we sort of just teased this thing out. <laughs> it hadn't been developed or fully, and we put out kind of the first week of material. And, and we started getting emails and phone calls and uh, I had guys that were saying, oh, my goodness, I didn't realize, but I'm completely emotionally stunted. So that's too funny. Cause so I've, when is this coming out? You know, I've, everybody was. They did. They got the free one week download, right? Right. Yeah. And they were going, oh, my goodness, I learned something about myself. 
Yeah. So, so let me just back up a minute. And it's like I've been on this mission for emotional growth for a long time, um, because if you have good tools and good interactions, you have a better relationship with your spouse. And if you have a better relationship with your spouse, that family's better, and right. and your quality of life is better. And so, but you know, the other thing that occurs to me is like, who does emotional training? This is the void that working with you, Jonathan, has allowed me to step in. Mm-hmm. Because working with guys with sexual addiction, we realize something, and I'm gonna use my hands here, I hope capture it, but it's like addiction problems are stacked on top of emotional problems. So if you get a guy to clean up his emotional stuff, it doesn't mean he has automatically good, I'm sorry, if he, if he cleans up his addiction stuff, it doesn't mean he has great emotional stuff. Right. You know, and it's the chicken or the egg. Did the poor emotional program leave a window open so that he he wasn't connecting well, he wasn't loved well, so he went and found a substitute, porn? Um, You know, what happened first? Or did the porn consume him and he stunted his emotional skill development? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, so what we've decided was, Every time you find a guy with some kind of sexual addiction, consumption, you know, that's, that's out of balance, he's compulsive, he's over-consuming, he's misusing his sexuality, even if you don't fully qualify as an addict, you can still be, you know, spending lots of time consuming and not working on development. And so the more you escape into fantasy, you don't work on development. So what we found is these guys can stop their acting out behavior but it doesn't mean they're any good emotionally. Yeah, and I think the way, early on, the way we began to discover that in our ministry was um, through their wives. Right. Because what would end happen, you know, six, seven, eight months after these guys stopped looking at porn, the wives would call us and say, what are you guys doing? (laughs) My husband is worse now than he was before. And, And... what they meant was it's not that he was worse in the sense that he's looking at porn. He was, they felt worse in the sense that he is almost a bigger jerk now because he doesn't have his coping mechanism that he used to use. So we started realizing, Oh, it's not a, it's not a magical automatic thing that if you stop the addictive behavior that you become a mature man. Or there's a mature man waiting underneath there just to pop out as soon as he stops acting out because that's how everybody thinks. Just stop the bad behavior and And everything is fine. you'll automatically be mature and healthy. Yeah, you'll just pop up. I made that mistake. We started a group at our church a long time ago, and and uh, and the guys were getting better, and 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 they're not doing porn, and they're cleaning up their lives. And then we get these calls from wives going, "He watches TV in the other room and doesn't talk to me. I'm in my room. We sit. This is a very lonely household. Sure, he's not doing porn, but we're two lonely, disconnected souls still." Mm-hmm. And it was that thing that said, what else is going on here? Yeah. And so it just, and in some ways, that's what ended up happening is a lot of these men, because they then didn't know how to develop emotionally, they would just trade maybe what we would call a negative addiction mm-hmm. with what we might call a positive addiction. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm going to go and I'm going to be 
on video games five hours a day, or I'm just mm. going to watch television, or I'm going to go go to the gym play golf. All or, yeah. And so they're still doing something that's kind of isolating and disconnecting them from relationships because they don't know how to connect. They don't know how to emotionally engage. So that's what we want to dive into here. So why don't you? So that set the whole framework. And and if you think about it, I mean, guys have asked me, you know, people say you're immature. And a guy goes, well, what is maturity? Could you please define that? If you're so big and smart to tell me I'm immature, well, then please tell me what maturing is so I can get there. And the, and the guy said, I always get a blank stare because everybody can say the first part, but they can't deliver mm. on it's a process of growth and skill building and interacting and and listening better and going deeper. And and I think that's an important thing to, to share because there may be some listeners out there that when we say emotional maturity, they are thinking of it as a destination or a point in time. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm now mature. I think it's more of a continuum. Right. So I do think there is a tipping point where you are get, engaging more in the maturity side than you are in the immaturity side. But where that line is, is probably a little bit distinct for every person. Well, out there. we're all growing. You know, right? The Keep issue moving, is, are we right? moving in the right yes, direction? Are we moving exactly towards right. greater maturity? So once we sort of peel back this truth that a man can live clean and off porn, then we found all these guys that were underdeveloped. And then we started looking at regular guys. And the regular guys, maybe they're not doing porn, but it's what Jonathan said. They're doing something else, but not working on development. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where do you go? I mean, really, where do you go to pick up the skills you need? Somebody will hand you a book. Well, that's nice. It's got seven chapters. I read it. I got three ideas out of it or something. So I guess that means I'll have to read 20 or 25 books and develop the material myself because nobody's laid it out. But guess what? You know, we need a big We need a drum roll. Yeah, now, right? there you go, a big build-up <laughs> or something. We have put together material for men. And I love this material. Of course, I developed it. But <laughs> I love this material because I can hand it to a man, and I'll say, if you will work this, it'll change your life. I mean, I'm absolutely convinced. Because not just me. There's Bible verses in here, too, and prayer in here, and confession in here. It's the stuff God said will change your life and skills and the right topics. Yeah, and the thing about it that I that I actually love about it is it's it keeps things uh, simple. And for, for most of us men, that's what we need, right? Absolutely. Because if you tell a guy, okay, yeah, listen, go out there and, you know, read 30 books and capture the information and then, you know, deliver— I mean that's overwhelming yep. for most for most men. The other thing too is you were saying that of like, hey, where do guys go to really get this kind of training? The first thing that popped into my head is, yeah, when's the last time that you heard announced at your church that, um, hey, you know what, we're going to be starting a, a men's group that helps men em- get emotionally trained. Most of the time, you have like a Bible study, which is great. Yeah, But so many times what happens in those Bible studies, and I think it's an unintended consequence, but what happens is guys, they get their professionals at staying from the neck up. Right. Like I can philosophize with you. I can theologize with you. I can, man, we can argue, we can debate, we can, right. and it's all academic. And then guys go home and sit in the other room and don't talk to anybody. You know, it's like there's that's not right. the application part of how do you, that's why I do believe 
And that's why I think what you've done in this material is really is is good is because the model that Christ set for us and then commissioned us on was a discipleship model, right? Right. Was not a quote-unquote ed- educational model. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> which is typically the one we take. We want an educational model. Man, if I can just stuff my head right. with more information. Yes. And Jesus said, no, it's a discipleship model. Make disciples. That is great. Well, what are disciples? They're those who walk alongside each other. They're, so it's more relational. It's far more about the connection. But it, And it's also transformational. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go to a lot of churches and they say the right things, but they're sort of dead. Yeah. And there are people just repetitively doing the same things over and over. And I'm not trying to criticize churches. I know it's hard to have a church. But but um, lots of churches do got the Bible and the Scripture down. They don't have the transformation part down, mm-hmm. where it goes down into your soul. And, I mean, that's what the church is called to do, transform yeah. lives. Save them, yes, but transform them. Well, and the one, one of the ways that indicates to me that something of a transformational nature is happening in my life is when I react biblically. In other words, I'm not having to think. Oh, that's In good. other words, it's like, oh, yeah, something has transformed good. in me because now that's, in, yeah. that's like in my DNA. It's in my, in my blood, so to speak. Whereas so many times when we have sort of just the academic religion, yeah. we're still, I mean, where do we live from? Our hearts, right? Yes. So all of our reactions are based on that from that emotionally immature, that spiritually stunted part of our hearts. We may have incredibly, you know, robust thinking, mm-hmm. but all of our reactions in life are fleshly or are broken or are you know. And and I'm only saying that to say sometimes that can be a maybe a barometer of like, hey, is transformation taking place? How am I reacting to life? Am I reacting in maybe more That's of that, good. that mature way? And more You're of that talking about way? going deep into the soul. When yeah. it comes out as a reaction, it's woven deep in the soul, right? And that's right? a discipleship model, right? Yes. That's, that's where transformation So what's interesting place. is, I, I'm going to talk about another workbook. It's a 40 Days to Oneness workbook, okay, mm-hmm. that I did. And a guy said, I did that book, and... I got so much out of it the first time I did it a second time and it changed my marriage. Mm-hmm. Another guy says, um, I tried to do it. It's very hard. I can only do one day a week yeah. <laughs> because I don't talk to my wife. I'm not good at talking. It's hard to, to engage my wife, stay long. I mean, some guys are so scared. Some guys... Uh, are weak some guys are ignorant i don't know this is guy talk sorry if it's a little honest but but you think about this i have scripted everything all you have to do is walk through the steps and you win and one guy says i've done it twice and it changed everything and then the next guy says man it's tough stuff I've got to do it. it. It's scary to do it. Right. I, I can do one day, and then I have to rest for six days. <laughs> then, then I can do another. This is talking to your wife stuff, right? But that's who we're really dealing with. Hungry, ready people and hardened, resistant people and everybody in between. And what a great, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, we don't want anybody to think that there is a uh, a, a perfect pace 
to this. No, that's right. right. If we think again, this is a continuum. We're all on a journey. We're all at different places. Listen, I absolutely, I applaud the guy that's still doing one day a week because guess what? That's growth. Absolutely. And, and the thing is, if you think about what marriage is, it's a covenant for life, right? So, (laughs) Hey, take your time. You know, you don't have to, (laughs) don't, don't have to be in a hurry about this. That's true. It's about the depth of growth. And so what I appreciate about what you're saying is everybody settle down. We're on a long mission here. You know, get in a hurry and blow the fireworks, and then we got nothing but aftermath for weeks and weeks. Oh, no, we're pacing ourselves to be productive, to do our work, to build our marriage, to strengthen our union, to grow ourselves, and we do it in relationship to our spouse. That's where we do our growth work. Look, what we do with strangers and people that don't know us, you know, that's image and presentation and showmanship. Everybody loves you, but when you go home, and you go toe-to-toe with your wife, that's who you really are. And mm-hmm. if that's weak, we got a tool for you. And then what Johnson was saying was, if you can only do one day a week, and you could do it for a year, think about that. Mm-hmm. You've invested 52 days. And what I will, I mean, I'll, marriage. Go, I'll go so far as to guarantee that if you do that, there will be a certain point at which the scales tip. Mm. And it will become not only easier, but it will become more desirable. Oh yeah, because you really satisfying, I think there's, cause, pleasing. Because I, I will admit there is a lot of fear on the front end. If you're just emotionally stunted or you don't know how to connect or whatever, yes. it can be incredibly fearful. But as you just commit to being faithful in moving in that direction of towards mm-hmm. greater maturity, I do believe there's a point at which. The fears lessen, and you start realizing this is this is feeding my soul. This is actually, it's it's good for not only just a relationship, but it's good for me. I mean, there's a great Absolutely. benefit. Absolutely, yes. So. so, so this is the second workbook, right? The primer book is Forty Days to Oneness. But remember, we are actually designing material for a year to mm-hmm. train a man to work for a year. So there's no excuses. Going well, I did. You know, you and I go to seminars, right? And man, that seminar was so good, and it lasts for about a week, and then we're done. We're on to the next thing, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so, but we're not doing that. You know, we realize we're holding your hand, and we're going to give you something. We're going to put something in your hand every day that you can, you can, this is is one of the powerful things about this is a wife says, would you be the spiritual leader? Mm-hmm. And that always stumped me because I thought the man, like, be like Jesus? I mean, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I cannot do that. And then my wife has her own view of spirituality, and so I'm supposed to sort of fit that model, which I don't, right? Mm-hmm. And so then we sort of shy away, and we do our own. And But if you do your workbook, there's a Bible verse in here. There's mm-hmm. always a Bible verse, right? Nothing. My words don't transform. His words do, mm. right? So you will be the spiritual leader. Do you understand if you don't do anything? If you, even if you don't see this as emotional work, you will be the spiritual leader in your home because you will be, be being Bible verses. And I think it's important, too, to then reiterate what we have said on previous broadcasts, which is when we use the word emotional, yep. we use it interchangeably with the term spiritual because we don't believe there's actually any disconnect. That's right. Uh, if... You, you can't find this really hard, distinct line 
between your emotional being and your spiritual being. So just know that. Hey, We're give using an that. example. What's a good word? So what's a good Joy. word? Joy. Yeah. Is that emotional or is that spiritual? Yeah. And then I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about the stuff you've got here. Okay. Peace. Is that emotional or is that spiritual? Yeah, so uh, grieving. Is that emotional or is that spiritual? Yeah, so that's the idea we're talking about. That's There's right. There's not a disconnect. Here. You don't. They don't separate in my being. I'm a spiritual and an emotional being, and they play together at the deepest part of our soul. So that's that, I think, is an encouragement maybe to the men who are listening, who are, who are like you said, maybe struggling with that idea of spiritual leadership. And then they're, they're thinking, we're talking about emotional training, and if they see those two things as separate, we want to let them know, no, those are, those are interchangeable. And so when you're going through this, even though it's called you know, emotional training for men, it's mm-hmm. spiritual training. You know, it's all the same yeah, right. and we're calling it 49 Days of Growth, Emotional Training for Men. And so, yeah. this gets back to, I know we've, by yeah. the way, this is going to be a two-parter, Steve, because we're, <laughs> we're already beyond. I, I mean, I, I hope, I think you listeners can realize we are jazzed about this. Yes, like really I'm so about excited. This. But here's the other thing I want to say about that connection between emotional and spiritual. This is also for the man, mm-hmm. and this may be... Men out there, I, I'm going I'm to say this as a brother in love. Yes. Um, and I'm only saying it as one who had to face this reality myself, and it was very painful. If you think that spirituality is based on the amount of head knowledge that you have of the mm. scriptures and that kind of thing, let me tell you, as one who had had to face my own reality and sort of wake up call, mm-hmm. that you are only as spiritually mature as you are emotionally mature. I had to recognize. Let me think about that a minute. You're saying they're equal or almost equal, and that's just it. If you have made a disconnect between spiritual and emotional, you might be like I used to be, which was somebody who overinflated my own sense of spiritual maturity just because I had a lot of theological head knowledge uh, about God. And yet I was these, this little emotionally immature, tiny person inside. And when I started realizing the emotional and spiritual is not disconnected, I had to actually face myself in the mirror and go, you're spiritually immature. So you've thought... Well, what? But and the reason minute, is because I got a lot of knowledge here. Why are you telling me I know a lot? I've been to church a lot. I was baptized. And because I'm, and here's I the reason Sunday school. Why why are you saying uh, the reason I'm saying that is because I recognize that when you understand a discipleship model and you understand the way in which God measures maturity, hmm. knowledge alone is not maturity. It's application of that knowledge. And what does that mean? Try to break that down, discipleship, in terms of the internal growth of the whole system. Maybe maybe I'll put it another way, because to me there's another word that I would use interchangeably with discipleship, and that's relationship. Okay, because let me say, discipleship, I've heard all my life, be a disciple. Be, that and does not train—I got that—that's the— the church, read your Bible, memorize. But see, that's not the actual know, model of discipleship. We, Matthew, we have, Mark, Luke, and John. No, no, Actually, see. I know these things. But see, that's just it. We've misunderstood discipleship to be just like an education model, which is, hey, go learn a lot of information and just be able to regurgitate it on a test. Okay. Actual discipleship is life on life. I think of it this way. Deuteronomy chapter 6 is when... Um, you know, Moses mm. is talking about um, the greatest commandment, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, or might. 
And then he goes on, he says, these laws are to be written where? On your hearts. And he says, when you go to bed and when you rise up and when you're walking on your way and when you're in your house and when you're in the market, what is that? That's all day. That's your whole life. It's life. So the idea is this is not just about academic knowledge of the law and the truth. Mm. This is about when you're going to bed and when you're rising up and when you're going to market and when you're going to your, you know, walking along the way. Every aspect of your life, which all of those, in, all of those contexts require relationship. And so the idea here is, to me, discipleship is equal to relationship. But why, why did you say, why do they mean relationship? Because when you're walking along the way, it doesn't mean you're walking alone, because it says teach them to your children. I see. And so the idea is it's all about these familial relationships, and that's what I'm talking— it, it, it was a reformation that I had to go through of my understanding of what discipleship means and what, how spiritual and emotional are synonymous— and when I thought I was this spiritually mature person, because you know what? I could debate you on every theological point out there, Stephen. Mm. And then God had to show me, listen, you're an emotional midget, which mm. also means you're actually not that spiritually <laughs> mature. You know, I got to tell you this story. I, I, I have great admiration for, for spiritual leaders, preachers, and ministers, right? Because they so, know so much and they've studied, gone to seminary, and they're theologians and they got this stuff down. And and I've been disappointed in so many of them because yeah. they know their Bibles, but it has not transformed their and there's life. Like a, there's like a, a void in their lives, right? Yes, a yeah. lack of depth. And so when they say love, they say, yes, love your neighbor. But they're not very loving, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it, does, it didn't go down into the emotional program. And that's the thing that, that brought such a sense of conviction and still brings us such a such a sense of conviction is when I feel myself drifting back into that you know what I I, I want to try to be the smart guy I want to try to be the one who has the answers uh, now you hey wait well, you're thing, messing with me am I enough so I'm going to try to be really good here Keep so that's going. where I want to I want to then be reminded wait a second what is this indicating a lot of times it indicates that I'm 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 wanting to get away from the hard work that's necessary to connect well in my relationships. And am I still, am I still working on that? Or do I want to disconnect and just be real heady? Right. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about here. So I have this concept that I want to play on based on what you just said, because you set this And this is going to be setting us up for the next program because we're almost out of time. (laughs) Well, and I may repeat, but think about this. We see we got we got three minutes left. Do I introduce this concept that I know you're going to play on? Yeah. No, no, that's a big tease. That's a, it's, I don't want to introduce it. I'm going to start the next show with this concept that's based on what you just said. The whole idea that we can be very heady because we do that in our in our work life, mm. and they pay us to be very heady. They don't care about our emotions there. So we can be very successful there. But when we come home, she goes, okay, shift out of that heady and be relational with me. Mm-hmm. And it's like if the program is weak, I'm just going to push you away. I'm going to use my anger. Anger is a good tool to push somebody away. Or uh, isolate yourself. Just, just stay out of range. Just be gone. Be busy. Right. Don't do your relationship at home up close work. Yeah. You know. And so I think maybe where we could where we could land this uh, episode and kind of prepare for the next one is let's talk just a little bit about um, just the 
the workbook itself. Okay. And then we want to also just let people know. We're going to let you know how you can get a hold of this. So uh, we'll make sure that's in the notes and we'll have it in the um, on the website and everything. Yes. But but you formatted this in like seven weeks. Was there anything in particular why well, you wanted I, it to be seven I weeks? I kept or? looking for themes of emotional words. And um, so what are the big themes that we hear when we talk to men? And so I, I really want to dig into these, but, but, but it's like grieving. Grieving is a word. And just the idea of maturing. Um, and then you think about it, it's like you hear, I don't know how much joy, but that's a biblical concept. We're supposed to have joy. Well, I'm sorry, Stephen and listeners, but we are actually almost out of time, so we're going to have to just wrap up there. But stay with us because next time we are going to dig into a lot more of the kind of the nuts and bolts of the workbook and how it how it uh, manifests, and then also give you more. We'll give you information here about how you can get a hold of the workbook. But uh, we're glad you're with us, yes, and we look forward to having you. you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.